Hello, hello everyone. This is your host, Akil Jabbar, and welcome back to another episode of SaaS District. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how to leverage AI for your digital content marketing. Today, we have our guest, Andy Christadina, joining us. Andy is the co-founder and CMO of Orbit Media Studios, a digital agency based in Chicago. He has over 18 years of experience where he advised over 1,000 businesses on their digital marketing strategies. He also speaks at major marketing conferences, contributes to prominent marketing blogs, and is host of the Content Matters podcast. So welcome, Andy. Super excited to have you on the show today. I'm glad to be here. Akil, thanks for having me. So hot topic in today's market here in 2023, a lot of people talking about using AI as part of their, their marketing strategy. So you know, founders or sorry, CMOs listening in, or even founders who are you know, working with SaaS, their SaaS companies looking to start including AI as part of their, their overall strategy, how can they start thinking about, you know, one, including uh, AI as part of their strategies, but also as part of their budgets in, 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 their, in this year? Well, it's a huge advance in technologies that has a massive number of use cases. And there's research that shows that the best way to adopt it, it depends on your own needs and your own style. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I'm doing, just trying to be a leader in an organization, is to just uh, talk to others who are using it and exchange or trade use cases to see what tricks they know. Can I teach them something? Can they teach me something? And that's working externally. I'm learning lots of lots of amazing use cases and I put together kind of a whole framework for it, which is super fun. But also just internally to ask people about their perspectives to begin to try to bring them forward in this technology because you'll find right away when you ask around, a lot of people are not using it or sort of holding off. In my mm-hmm. mind, there's really three kinds of people. This is all this has separated all of us into three groups. And I kind of I've rhymed it. There's waiters, haters, and updaters. <laughs> the waiters are people that are just gonna see. It's like, uh, maybe there's gonna be another one coming out, or maybe the tools I already use will add it on as a layer. I'm gonna see what the product development pipelines have for me. Mm-hmm. I don't advise that. The haters are people who are just sort of freaked out about the big picture, you know, the global apocalypse or you know, labor market impacts. Uh, that is not uh, the perspective that we need to have while working day to day, you know, when there's a productivity tool in front of us. And the updaters are basically learning enough about the tool to see what's possible and then asking themselves all day long, is there anything that I'm doing here in my day to day work that can be done faster, more efficiently or more comprehensively with AI? So really just ask around and see what the perspective is and who's using it and gently push your team toward uh, you know, you just keep showing people around you what's possible and they will soon be using it in many more ways. And in terms of the, the budget, um, you know, what, what are we looking at here in terms of some cost for how much we should be thinking about planning for including some AI in part of our strategy here? Uh, 20 bucks a month per person uh, for okay. chat GPT. Okay. Uh, Claude, Claude from Anthropic is free. Uh, if, if you go and look at the tool, so there are pros and cons. If you take the personal approach and like, this is something I can use now, here, let's try it out. It's useful for these 11 use cases. I'm getting I'm getting results. But the problem with those is that if you train a chat or a, a, a conversation uh, with an AI to do something better for you, mm-hmm. uh, your team can't use that same chat. It's on your login. Mm-hmm. 
So the tools yeah. that allow for collaboration across teams are where you pay. So, right. so you know, you're looking at like 500 bucks a month probably for a lot of those. Okay, so it's not a big, big, big investment here that we're looking at. So there's not much to have to push here. Um, so now maybe talking about results here, right? So the people are on the hater side, but they maybe or they're waiting it out. But maybe this is a chance for them to look at. All right, you you should start looking at this, you know, from today and start incorporating it. Can you share maybe any results that you've seen with with some of the strategies you work with your clients or um, some other SaaS companies or marketing agencies that are including it? And what are the results you've seen, you know, with with the now incorporating AI versus before? Are they, you know, saving money, saving time, or is it, you know, leading to some meaningful results down the line in the pipeline? Yeah, it, that is the question. I start with this perspective. I am looking for a productivity gain. I want to see if I can get a 20% efficiency gain. Start there because if it's, now I've got realistic expectations and I'm not, you know, expecting to like, you know, replace myself or, you know, triple the size of my business in a day. <laughs> but, but if you start with that, with that, with a realistic perspective uh, and start using it, you will quickly find that there are many tasks where you can get that gain. Um, I taught this yesterday on social media. I showed a tiny video of me like um, using AI to convert a podcast transcript into an article. Unbelievable. That's a really difficult job, as you probably know. Like it takes like mm-hmm. hours. Like to, transcripts are dense and long, and no formatting, and no internal links, and not like structured at all. It can actually turn a turn a transcript into a pod into an article uh, in minutes. Mm-hmm. So, th- so there's that, that's one of hundreds of use cases. So yes, you're going to find productivity gains, and there's lots of them. The other thing, though, and this is a fast win for almost anyone, if you go to AI and ask it to create a persona for your buyer by mm. saying like, you know, create a persona for this job title, this company size, this industry, uh, a person with this, you know, a business with these objectives. And in the persona include the goals, the pain points, and the decision criteria for selecting a vendor in my category. It will make for you a nice persona. It's going to be wrong partly. You have to update it, change it, fix it. Start a new chat with that persona in it. Now that new in that new chat, say, you know, you are whatever Akeem, or you know, it'll give it a name. Uh, you are this person. Review the following web copy and tell me if anything is missing. Gap analysis for conversion optimization. It is brilliant. All you'd have to do after you built your persona is copy and paste in any of your web pages and just ask it what what are the top concerns that you did not address. You will immediately see like i did this the other day with with a friend it's like a like a, a welding school like kid like arts like an art school for for young adults like high schoolers like going to welding school okay great let's build a persona you know for a parent of kids of this age and you're interested in the arts and you like you know these these kinds of things make a you know tell me how you decide what to, what art school or you know whether or not to send your kid to a welding school and it gave us like six things then we copied in the web page and it said that your page does not mention safety. Ouch. <laughs> like, yeah, automatically, that's, immediate, that's, like, what? <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I wrote a page that did not address like one of the top concerns of my audience. So that, that exercise is about a, a three minute round trip. The improvement can lead to maybe like a, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you could say, you know, if it moves your conversion rate from like 1% to 1.2%, that's a 20% lift. Mm. No, do it for landing pages, do it for your homepage, do it for any service page or a pricing page or anything. You're going to quickly see 
where you missed on the conversion copywriting job, which is, by the way, bottom of funnel, super high ROI, big, big, uh, you know, big uh, lift types of changes. Mm-hmm. So that's one where I think anybody who uses this w- uh, has to respect um, the 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 opportunity that comes from uh, having a super fast tool for just vetting anything you've written. Got it. So the one side is the productivity side. So you're seeing, you know, 20, 30% gain just, just off the top of the bat. But then the other folks who are thinking about this from an ROI perspective, I mean, just from, you know, just if you improve your conversions uh, through the copywriting improvements, enhancements, you can plug in across your, your website. I think you know, that, that would justify it you know, on, a, on a lot of levels. Now with so many different tools out there, right? There's new ones launching every day. I just saw, you know, there's a new, there's new uh, launch pads of accelerators just focus on AI tools. So there's going to be hundreds coming out in the next years. Um, but right now, you know, today, what are some of the best ones, especially, you know, marketing content pieces we should be creating and publishing with AI? What are some favorite tools, whether for, you know, video clips, blog posts, you mentioned podcasts. Is there, you know, besides chat GPT, is there any other ones you'd like to use? Yeah, I actually, in that example of like, let's say, let's give it a transcript and see if it can convert it into a nice rough draft of an article. Uh, mm-hmm. ChatGPT actually won't do that very well because it, okay. the character limits are too too small. Okay. So you're going to up, you can't really copy and paste in a 4,000 word podcast or video transcript. It's going to choke. So, uh, but th- as long as you're in the US, I guess US or UK, uh, at the time of this recording, Canada doesn't have access yet. But Claude, from Anthropic is right behind GPT-4 as in terms of utility and quality and uh, comprehensiveness. So, so for that, I did I can't actually do that first suggestion in in uh, ChatGPT. Instead, okay. I used Claude. So uh, it is amazing, and it's basically the same. I mean, the UX is nothing. None of these tools have a UX. Almost, it's just like a empty field. Um, so yeah, I, I would I'd recommend that. Um, I am. Also excited about the agent GPT style tools that will come along and actually do things for you, like browse around on the web. And I mean, the future of AI is going to be tools that don't just give you answers, but tools that can actually go do things and complete tasks and talk to other AIs to, you know, meet goals and, you know, um, you know, for example, uh, identify influencers that I want to collaborate with on this topic. Great. Now write a, now write a, uh, um, an outreach message that would work well for these influencers. Great. Now reach out to those influencers and share the scheduling link. I want you to book time with them all. That's what's next. So the browsing plus the utility of the agent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I don't have a recommendation for that yet, but I assume maybe end of the year, you're going to be using tools like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, for image creation, I'm using Midjourney. It's a little weird because you have to do it from inside Discord. Uh you can. It's far better than Dali, which is possible to use through Bing Create. Okay. Uh, the other one for image creation is called Stable Diffusion, which mm-hmm. actually does sort of have a user interface with sliders and settings. Um, but no, it's early days. I mean, there's a thousand AI la- companies launching per month. So, but that does not overwhelm me, and I'm. Not, I don't really care. I, it, they can come out with new tools as fast as they want. Mm-hmm. My job isn't to find is try every new tool. My job is to do is to get a twenty percent efficiency today. So, mm. if I have a tool that works for me, I'm going to use it. If I had a limitation, like a character limit or something, then I'm going to use it. And, you know, reach for a different tool. But right now, I can do most of what I need to do in in uh, OpenAI's ChatGPT and in Anthropics Claude. 
God, perfect. Is there any other, maybe entrepreneurs listening in, looking for some opportunities to maybe build something here. Is there anything that you're you know, pretty excited about? Maybe still too early. You mentioned one about you know, the influencer outreach, uh, but also as opportunity for the market that you think would be helpful right now that if you could start implementing within your agency or, or for campaigns for your clients. Oh, I think the people who are uh, really, <laughs> I'm enjoying this conversation, but you should talk to people who are building on top of it. Because so if you go to uh, playground.openai, no, platform.openai.com, uh, you, you can get to the, the API for GPT-4 or whatever, GPT-3.5, and you can, buy, you can sign up to buy tokens to be able to layer functionality on top of, a, on top of their AI. These companies that are launching new AIs, they're not doing completely new LLMs, completely right. new large language models. They're just building on top of other people's systems. Exactly. And so, you know, companies like OpenAI are are open because mm -hmm. they've licensed the their technology to anyone who wants to build on top of it. So some of the smarter businesses out there are building sort of custom trained internal tools to help them mm -hmm. do a better job with their clients or... They are uh, built doing custom trained uh, software as a service models. So you can sign up yeah. like, I assume Jasper and all these things are just sitting on top of something else, but uh, yes. Grammarly and all those. Yeah. So uh, that's really, really interesting to build a prompt assistant on top of OpenAI or build custom trained, uh, you know, build, use, use tools that point at a specific set of data or build tools that are keeping the data separate from the rest of, of OpenAI. Um, that's a big concern, of course, is, you know, you can't upload certain things to these to these tools. So people are setting up, you know, specific environments where they can crawl, like, you know, sensitive data, like healthcare, or financial data, or sales data, or, you know, an AI that talks to your CRM and predicts future revenue, or tells you exactly which contacts to reach out to at what times. Like, those are, those are custom trainings, and that's the future. Love it. Um, I want to come back to this point we talked about, which is about, you know, the, the dollar, you know, conversion, copywriting, specifically around building and constructing landing pages. I imagine you've, you know, worked with many clients and helped design these, improve these and improve conversions on uh, through their copywriting. Can you share a little bit, you know, what are some important points? What are some important uh, functionalities we should look at how we can improve and create a high converting sales page? And, and the reason I bring this up is because, you know, this is something that's going to generate Dollar, dollar amounts that maybe people can take and, and use today if they're going to go out and start using AI um, and, and probably should you know as soon as possible. Sure, yeah. Well, I'll start by saying that it's a completely different mindset than than search, which is mm -hmm. query, you know, query result, query result. This is a chat. So we're going to have a multi-step, multi-prompt process. Mm -hmm. So it, So imagine this. You've got some data that has which of your landing pages are how effective, and you take your top five landing pages and in a very long prompt, copy and paste those landing pages into uh, ChatGPT and say, what do these five landing pages have in common in their structure? And then it will give you back a structure for a high-performing landing page. You could give it many any landing page in this, so, you know, in theory. And now it's going to miss something probably, so you're going to edit that. I'm going to keep saying that. Edit it <laughs> because you can't just trust the tool. The tool's not going to do your job. You still have to edit this thing. Okay, so now you have a structure for a generally high-performing landing page. Then say, with using that, you're following prompts after you've improved upon it. You're following prompts. Say, now using that landing page structure, create a new landing page 
for this offer and copy and paste in any web page. Hmm. Now it's going to write a new landing page using that structure for that offer. Now edit it. It's probably missed something. You have to go check, you know, were those testimonials accurate or was the data complete? You know, what was missing? Should I add other examples? So that is a, you know, you could do, so let's say that you're at, that you're doing paid and that your ad targeting is targeting kind of some more general phrases. And you have this idea, well, I could save my ad spend and and lift my conversion rates by, instead of buying one general ad for, Mm -hmm. you know, library furniture, I'm going to make five specific ads for library chairs, library tables, library shelves, library bookcase, you know, just make a bunch of different pages. Hey, wait, that's a bunch of work, right? How am I going to make all those landing pages? You're going to do it in 10 minutes <laughs> through, through AI. It, it, so it scales. You're going to make, so, you know, you can, it's a way to, uh, to just, you know, you can do more before lunch uh, it, than you could have done in three days you know, with the manual process. So it's, it's a, um, uh, so that, that, that's an example of both an efficiency and a conversion rate lift, but you have to learn how to build the chat by, for teaching it. First, you have to teach it the landing page, another, uh, the landing page structure, and then you give it the offer. Similarly, if you're right, if you're a copywriter or a content marketer, you know, say, you go find your top 10 headlines and say, read these top 10 headlines and summarize this style. It, it does that lovely read it if you like change it if you like then in the next prompt say using that style write a headline for the following article and copy and paste in the article this might sound exciting and interesting to some of the listeners this is a basic skill it, it sounds novel because it's only you know it, it's like mid-year 2023 if you are earlier to learn these exact prompts i'm giving you today uh yeah. you'll you'll have an advantage sooner but a year from now I think this is going to be uh, table stakes. So uh, I'd move quickly to to ramp up your skills, try different use cases, and implement some of these uh, before it becomes kind of a standard. Yeah, it becomes standard. All things are kind of obsolete, or, or this becomes you know like the classes of people are learning Excel would now have to you know learn the same you know formulas and prompts of of how to using this as a as a tool itself, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, okay, so we talked about landing pages, uh, and then you also mentioned a little bit about search, which I think is probably the biggest part of this, you know, and I see a big, you know, there's a lot of opportunity now. A lot of people are using, a lot of jobs have been eliminated, you know, marketing has been adjusted to uh, specifically around this. So what can we do without and with AI for content optimization, I think, which is, is important, or, you know, content creation as part of our SEO strategy, if you can talk a little bit about that. Well, I'm using these tools to, uh, in several ways. If you have, if uh, so, so let's take SEO. So sure. I've been an SEO for like 20 plus years. SEO is not about using the target key phrase in the title header and body text. SEO is about making a very comprehensive page that touches on all the related subtopics and answers all the related questions. Mm-hmm. So if you're good at semantic SEO and you can scan through search results and look at the people also ask box and read the Google suggested phrases and find all the semantically related phrases, make a list of them, go look at your content and see what you missed. Uh, then you can update the page to, to rank higher. I saw one this morning. I moved from, you know, position 17 to position three, mm-hmm. which one round of semantic SEO. It's like basically like on page SEO edits. So yeah. the, uh, uh, there's tools that mar- like Market Muse, 
mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, that will do that for you. But then, you know, in the end, your job is going to be to enhance this page, add depth, add detail, add comprehensiveness. So without changing the existing copy, a prompt that can help with this would be simply, you know, write an additional three sections for this web page that incorporate the following seven words. Mm. And it will and it will generate an additional piece of copy that you can you know kind of slap on the bottom of the of that URL. That isn't really um, that doesn't feel fun to me because it's just it's a it's not really reader focused. Yeah. Uh, so a, a better way to do that would be to do it within the prompt within the persona prompt, and say uh, improve the following web copy uh, by adding additional sections that address the concerns of this persona. And touch on these following three topics, and you give it kind of the the general topics, like cluster, like topic clusters, and then it will write copy that is really focused on the audience. It's much, it's still using an algorithm to talk to an algorithm, but you're at least you know thinking more about the human, the human visitor in the end. Uh, so that's a simple example where it's like semantic SEO done with uh, some you know AI and prompting for higher rankings. Um, Probably more uh, the more advanced approach would be to give uh, GPT-4's code interpreter uh, a CSV file exported from Google Search Console and let it analyze keyword performance, telling you which key phrases have above-average click-through rates. Mm. All the data about your 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 positions and click-through rates are in Search Console. So if you export that from current Search Console, upload the CSV file to GPT-4's code interpreter, it will process, it will chomp through the, the CSV file and find correlations for you. If you can identify which key phrases have higher than average click-through rate, higher than expected click-through rates, now you really know what to optimize for because those are going to be phrases for which the search results pages aren't super crowded with piles of visual noise and videos and ads and maps. And so the problem with SEO is that it's just gotten so visual and click-through rates keep declining. Right. So the smart SEO is very targeted in in their uh, key phrase uh, research and they they choose phrases for which, you know, the click-through rates are going to be good. So Code Interpreter will actually do that for you. It's very tedious and manual to to find correlations in a CSV file, mm-hmm. but just it, it, is a, it is beautiful to watch what Code Interpreter can do with a spreadsheet. Uh, and it will tell you what key phrases you should likely prioritize. And when it comes to, so that, that's kind of the optimization side. And when it comes to, you know, let's say creating new content. So if we have a, a content calendar, these are the keywords, we've done our keyword research. Now we want to start ranking for, for this. So traditionally, you know, a lot of writers were involved in, in this process. And a lot of people now shifted to using, you know, AI as part of that. Maybe, you know, just kind of a lot of new websites are also being created with this and we're entire businesses around it. Should we, be publishing all of our content, all of our written content using AI in order to, to rank through for SEO? Or is there, is there, or maybe a better question is, is there reason not to, right? Is, is there, is there um, instances where we shouldn't be? Yeah, I think that it, it comes down to, like the very first thing we said was that uh, for the best productivity gains, you have to look at your own time and just ask yourself what you, what you want to do or which use cases are good for you. Because this is like, there's infinite use cases for this. So mm-hmm. uh, in the end, you know, it's like, should I use it to create content? If you break that down, there's actually many different tasks within creating content that you may choose to get help from AI. 
right. examples, audience research and brainstorming ideas. That that's the same persona prompt. We're, I'm, I'm leaning heavily into that one chat where I built my persona because then I can go ask it what its concerns are and ask it what topics it would read based on those concerns. So that's part of writing. And then there's writing the, and then I can, um, you know, writing the outline. AI can help with that. Train it to write in your style and then add, um, ask it to write an outline. Writing the first draft. Uh, writing, creating social media posts. Creating the visuals using MidJourney. Writing email marketing copy. Doing mm-hmm. SEO edits, which we just described. Writing meta descriptions. Uh, converting between formats, right? Just to do the first draft from a long transcript. Or just editing. Mm-hmm. Take this article and make it sound... It's like for non-native speakers, it's a brilliant tool, right? It's like mm-hmm. it immediately going to naturalize the language. Or for anybody, you know, if you're long-winded, it's like, hey, rewrite this to make it more concise and brief. You know, so these are all, writing is not one thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide which of those use cases you like. So when it comes, you know, for, for me personally, I use it for maybe half of those. Uh, I've tried it for many of those and I consistently use it for maybe a third. That's what I like to do. So mm-hmm. it just comes down to whatever use cases, you know, where do you want to reach for a tool? It's sitting there. You can grab it anytime. But there's still lots of parts of the process that I like to do personally. I do by hand. I enjoy. Uh, so it's it's really just, it's a question of preference. Final question here around this, Andy, before we shift to the kind of personal rapid fire question, which is maybe... Um, Maybe around kind of managing this process, right? So maybe you know CEOs don't have time to go in, or maybe marketing managers to to learn all these prompts and start, you know, the, uh, creating all this content around it. This is a new process they have to learn versus where they were working with, with writers or their own process. But now this is a completely new role, maybe that within companies that for folks who who should be maybe uh, using this to to develop their their content. Now, what would be like in your opinion? Who are you hiring for or adding to your team to you know? start publishing all this content and, and, and managing this, this, uh, these tools. Yeah, it, it doesn't, it hasn't changed the HR mix at all. Um, I think it will be a, it'll be a while before we see that I, I've had, uh, I have friends who have agencies who tell me that they are getting such productivity gains that they've slowed hiring. They're not mm-hmm. letting anybody off, but they've slowed hiring. Right. Uh, I know people who work with networks of freelancers and they surveyed all their freelancers and said, who's, who's using AI and uh, they are shifting work toward those freelancers who are, you know, producing more comprehensive content or being more efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for what we do, project management, yeah, AI mm-hmm. can help you, uh, you know, kind of with some of your communication tasks. Um, but that I still need high touch <laughs> project managers. Uh, for developers, yeah, mm-hmm. AI can help debug code. And, uh, you know, there's there's tools within GitHub that uh, they're using now and, you know, uh, even code interpreter for things, it writes, it, it can write scripts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still need developers uh, mm-hmm. for copywriters. So it basically, it can support all the different jobs: copywriters, SEOs, uh, you know, developers, project managers, designers. They all can find application and use cases. But um, I don't know that I don't know of anybody who's hiring a specific role for it. It's just one of those things that is so useful in so many ways that it becomes uh, part of a little bit part of everyone's job. In the long yeah. run, should make us all more efficient. Right. All right. It's just like you know, using you know Google Doc or Google Excel. Means everybody has to you know they have to use this whether you're sales, marketing, you know, developer or or, or yep. leadership role. Yeah, makes sense. Um, any any last things you want to chat about here, Andy, in regards to AI? You know, whether there's 
recommendations on you mentioned a few tools or uh, any anything you want to mention that you know people should think about around using AI or be aware of? Yeah, I'll I'll just kind of try to recap that conversation by saying there's for the marketer there's three main applications. One is train it to be like your audience, and then you can talk to your audience day or night to figure out what you know more about its needs. You can train it to be like you and to write in your voice and to write headlines and copy and emails that sound like you. Mm-hmm. And the third is to use it to quickly process data and find insights and upload spreadsheets to it and then and then uh, you know get to answers faster, which my articles has higher than expected performance in in a social, but you know, or which of my articles are the most engaging but get the least traffic? It'll mm-hmm. tell me that in seconds. So now mm-hmm. I know what to promote in social media. Anyway, so yeah, those, so I would just, there are so many applications, but uh, yeah. if you just straighten it out in your mind and say, basically there's three things here, I think that'll help. Mm. Love it. Cool. Um, Andy, let's uh, shift gear to the personal rapid fire questions. Ready for that? Sounds good. Yeah. All right. All right, Andy, what's uh, one activity you enjoy outside of work that gets you into flow state? <laughs> Akil, you know this about me now. I'm, a, I'm a, <laughs> get, get on the bike. Yeah, you know, just uh, I try not to sit in cars. Uh, traffic is a huge. Speaking of productivity, traffic is mm-hmm. a huge time suck. Uh, mm-hmm. Traffic only bothers people who create it. So you're actually mm-hmm. part of the problem if you're bothered by traffic. So get out of your car, ride a bike, put on a pod, you put on a head, you know, a podcast or an audio book. Uh, that is uh, healthy and stimulating and sustainable, and uh, you know, just just better for your emotional state. Absolutely. You're going to get off that bike and you're going to be ready to create something great instead of just, you know, suffering through road rage, um, and getting less healthy and contributing to, you know, some of the world's biggest problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how, you know, winter time goes when you know, it's freezing out there and you're still on your bike, but I imagine it still gets you to full state. It's still better than being in traffic, right? I can still do it. I ride the bike year round, four year seasons, round. man. And I'm in Chicago. Nice. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive. <laughs> Uh, Andy, what's one piece of advice you wish you had known? If you can go back, you would tell your 20 or 25 year old self. Oh, that's going way back. Cause I'm like 50 <laughs> now. Okay. Uh, well, I majored in Mandarin Chinese, which is a popular language, even more so now than it was in the mid nineties. Uh, in hindsight, I wish I had studied Spanish. This is a weird, so, cause I go to Spain every year. I teach a class in Spain every year. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't speak Spanish. This is going to sound strange to people because I know that it's so, it's like this trending popular thing to learn Mandarin, but mm-hmm. Mandarin is really old, at least today, Mandarin is really only useful unless you plan to live in China or Taiwan. Yeah. So it's not, you're, if you've got some, you know, high performing kids and high expectations and just take a minute, really, where do you think your kids are going to use Mandarin? I have a degree in Asian language and literature and I use it never. And yeah. if I knew Spanish, I'd use it all the time. <laughs> yeah, you said, you know, start, start up an agency up in uh, up in China, right? Yeah, if you want to live in China, yeah. I guess. If you want your kids yeah. to live in China, then yeah. teach, then have them learn Mandarin. If you want yeah. your kids to be, you know, part of North American, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe, maybe Spanish. Yeah, yeah, Spanish makes sense. Uh, what are some of the biggest challenges you're currently facing in order to continue your agency, the Orbit Media Studios? Meaning, you know, what keeps you up at night these days, if anything? Uh. I worry about my team and remote work with my team because I've seen HR issues and people mm-hmm. like flare ups where I, I ask myself like, 
I don't think that would have happened if we were all still together eating ice yeah. cream and pizza once a week. For sure. It's not the same. Uh, so I, I worry about those team members who are, I literally worry about them uh, mm. because I can tell that there are people who are very isolated and I'm not sure how to get to them. Uh, expecting them to come into the office is not what they want me to do, mm. but I also think that it would be good for them. So I'm, I've got 53 employees and mm. there's only, you know, four of us in the office on a, on a good day. And, uh, but I think there's probably 12 who should be here more mm. often. Car cultures, you know, doesn't agree with that, but that's, mm. um, uh, I, I worry about my team. And have you thought of uh, moving back everybody to the office or are they, are they remote and all over the place that wouldn't be you know, feasible? Yeah, that's not going to happen now. They're yeah, all, no. I mean, people have moved all over the place and, yeah. and, uh, and even people, it would kind of be weird, right. To have like the people who are even local to say, you know, you got to come in, yeah. uh, unless it was a company wide policy. And then like, you know, why am I telling that one person they have to, mm. I don't know. It's just hard. It, it's, it's yeah. a tough time, but there are, yes. there are lots of people out there. If you're listening to this and you, and, you know, work from anywhere includes an office component. It's not really work from anywhere if there's no office. Uh, yeah. And you just feel like uh, some, you know, some face-to-face -face time would be worth, I mean, get on your bike, go to the office, see who's there. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it might, have a, it might be one of your, you know, do it twice a week. Those might be your good days. And the, um, who or what are some of the best three resources? This can be books, mentors, or people you just follow in this space, who you'd say have been the most instrumental to your success over these last few years? Well, in the most recent time frame, Chris Carr, the founder of Ferrotech, uh, he invited me to be a, the 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 um, guest host on his like co-host on on his digital marketing masterclass podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, my conversations with Chris over the last year have really, or just the last eight months, have taught me tons and tons about AI. Mm -hmm. He's pushed me toward this and I've learned a lot and he's made me aware of some of the tools I've mentioned I learned from him. Uh, foundation, smartest person, like knows what's going to happen in the next decade. Like this guy is like correct on all topics. Mark Schaefer. Mm -hmm. Mark Schaefer just wrote a book called Belonging to the Brand, which is made which has made the case that community, speaking of getting together, uh, is the last great marketing strategy. You really mm -hmm. can't argue with that. No matter what else happens in Google or, you know, Twitter rebrands or whatever weird thing goes on. Community people who have a community who built a community are safe. Like there's that's a secure long term strategy. Mm -hmm. And then finally, uh, Joe Weeb, Joanna Weeb, the founder of Copy Hackers, and the yeah. and uh, the pub, the maybe you know Joe. She's got one of the best courses out there about conversion copywriting. So many people have learned so much from Joe. Uh, she's speaking at my conference later this year. She's an old friend. I heart Joe Weeb. She is one of the smartest people on the topic of um, uh, marketing psychology. Love it. Andy, what does success mean to you today? Whether that's uh, personally, through your business, financially, life, family, there's no right answer. I measure six, I measure, um, one of my key metrics is in uh, getting to do uh, breakfast and dinners with my kids. I've got a seven and a five-year-old. So the pandemic was good for me because I don't have to fly around and speak at conferences so much anymore. Uh, I get invited to speak places and mostly don't go because, uh, I mean, unless I can do it, quickly. Um, but I don't want to be away from Eli and Ada. So uh, it's all, for me, it's all about being there in the morning and reading books at night. So breakfasts and books, uh, these are my, my main metrics for, for lifetime success. And, uh, I'm proud to say I'm doing pretty good. Wow. 
That's that's beautiful. I love it. I mean, it's so simple, but so powerful in so many ways for for you and the future of your family. And, and Akil, honestly, very common. <laughs> that's I'm one of a million people who just really prize time with their families, and it's not weird. It's not a weird answer, but uh, you'd maybe, be surprised. Yeah. I mean, I've asked this you know for over 200 guests now. I mean, I don't always think that's the case for a lot of entrepreneurs, but I mean, it's good you huh. you just found a way you know what you value. All right. Yeah. Find out for that. Yeah. Cool. This, this has been great, Andy. Um, thanks, for, thanks for sharing all these insights. Great knowledge for folks, who, I know, suggest to get into the AI world. But if anybody wants to, any founders, marketers want to get in touch with you, learn more about you or your agency, where's, where's the best place to go? Uh, LinkedIn. I'm going to invite every listener here to actually connect. The blue button says follow, but if you click more, you can find the connect button. And then if mm-hmm. you tell me that you heard this podcast, I will accept it. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. flood of LinkedIn's a noisy place right now, but yeah. um, I'd be happy to connect with anybody on LinkedIn and help however I can. I write a newsletter there. Uh, it's simply called Digital Marketing Tips. Mm-hmm. Orbitmedia.com is where I publish um, all the originals. So that's the actual main blog. Um, and then uh, my book is called Content Chemistry, and it's available at Amazon and everywhere. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. We'll add all those links to the show notes if you guys want to check out, connect with Andy or check out his book as well. That, that'd be great. So th- thanks again, Andy. I really appreciate you joining thanks, us Akil. today. Thanks, So great. I love this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all for watching this episode and joining SAS District today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the bell for future episodes where we interview top leaders in the SAS industry. If you're a SaaS company looking to grow and unlock the true value of your business, Get in touch with us at Horizon Capital and myself or one of our consultants will provide a free assessment to help you get there and hit your goals. If you have any feedback or suggestions for this podcast, please comment down below and help us improve our content for you all. Thanks again and see you on the next one.